1: Welcome back everyone to part two of this week's mailbag as you can see well I mean if you're watching on YouTube as you can see it is just myself Robbie and snail uh, with you on this episode Uh, Garrett had to bow out at the last second uh, so it is just me and snail as per typical usually at this point uh, running this ship here um part one came out earlier in the week you can go check that out we have another 10 questions coming your way this evening and we will waste no time in getting started the first question this evening is going to snail uh and garrett did not add the question asker on this one so if you ask this question i apologize for garrett's um error but um the question is is the correct way to unroll toilet paper on the holder from over or from under? And yes, there is a correct answer to this.
0: Yeah, so uh, uh, this is totally a Brian question, I feel like. Um, (laughs) uh, So I'm a complete farm animal and I actually didn't know that there was a correct way to do this (laughs) at all. I put it on whatever way it goes on Mm. because Typically, if I'm putting toilet paper on the roll, it's because it's a five alarm fire emergency and I've run out and I've had to, you know, I've had to, in in a rush of sorts, find the toilet paper and get back to the throne. But I did a little research and I looked it up and apparently the correct answer is over, not under. So. Yeah, that is, from my understanding, that is
1: generally the consensus on the, on this question is um normal sane people go uh from over um when they're putting their toilet paper roll on i know i do um yeah i think and i think if you did like a, a census on it most people would go that way so um i'm assuming that's what ryan thinks is the right answer uh but i mean if he comes back and says it goes under then we can just block him from ever asking any more questions, but um,
0: (laughs) And then, um. yeah, uh, there are, uh, for a long time, I was just a a wet wipe user actually. Didn't even use normal toilet paper. And then I learned that even though it is a flushable wet wipe, those things don't flush or break down in the sewer (laughs) pipes well. I gotta tell you a quick story, this will be quick. So I, um, this was during COVID, Um, right before COVID, uh, uh, my partner, she moved in with me. And she was like, you know, you really shouldn't be using wet wipes all the time. And I was just like, screw that. I'm not gonna listen to you. Wet wipes are just like the superior method for wiping. Mm -hmm. And then uh, she eventually was just like, it's really not good for the pipes and stuff. Like, and I was like, I've never heard any of this. I'm also not looking into this or or listening (laughs) to people that tell me otherwise. So I'm continuing my use of wet wipes. One day I'm pulling into my driveway and there's a massive, uh, you know, those like signs when like the, uh, the like freeway lane is closed. It's got like all the little light bulbs or whatever oh, <laughs> and it has a message on it. It says, please do not flush wet wipes. And they're doing work on the sewer pipes on our street. And I was like, oh my God. And I'm just like, that's for me. The city rented that out. They have no idea that it's all obviously, but they're like, they're judging by where this clog is in this general area, there is somebody absolutely abusing wet wipes and we got a bidet so i'm now um i'll have to remember this over under thing because like i said there's no rhyme or reason to how i've been doing it but um i, I can have a little bit more class uh, when it comes to setting up the bathroom uh thanks for asking this brian this was i'm glad we had this chat <laughs> <laughs> uh brian asks for question two who is one band you haven't seen live yet that you need to for Brian. He says that this band for him would be newfound glory.
1: I mean, it can be band or individual. Um, Obviously the answer is Nickelback.
0: Yeah. We're obviously, a Nickelback podcast. Now
1: we are a very pro Nickelback podcast as we've discussed before. Um, But not, uh, all kidding aside, um, I'd love to see, there's a lot of artists I'd like to see. I don't necessarily bands, Um, I'd like to see Blink in concert. Uh, again, I'm not a huge Blink fan, but from everything I heard about their concert, it's a, uh, it's a great time. Um, so yeah, one that I'd like to see in person. Um, and then again, like I'd like to see a lot of older bands. Like I'd love to see Paul McCartney in concert. Um, uh, even though he's, he's getting up there in age, I'd love to see Paul play.
0: I was just going to ask, is Paul still alive? He is. Oh yeah. Paul's
1: alive. Paul and Ringo are the two.
0: Are they um, the only ones left?
1: Yeah. The two remaining Beatles. Uh, that are still alive but um Snell, you're much more of a music head than i am so uh anybody out there that you'd like to see in concert that you have not seen a concert yet
0: uh, I mean, I feel like we've actually gotten like this question before, if not a very simple. I actually no, I've definitely answered this question before. It's a band from uh, Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. Title Fight. I've mentioned them a couple of times. If you haven't listened to them, go check them out. But don't get too excited for them because they're on a like indefinite hiatus. Um, you know, jeez. Uh, I I think I've said this before too I've literally seen like most of the bands that I've ever wanted to see like I've seen like through growing up I've seen like Wu-Tang Clan I've seen Outcast. I've seen Devo uh, I saw Blink-182 uh, just traversing the genres I've seen a lot of the big like I've gotten like my white whales out of the way but um, for this question's sake uh, someone new uh, she's maybe like uh, like Morgan Wallen I think he actually toured through Washington not that long ago oh, yeah, but yeah. it wasn't in Seattle it was like out in the sticks somewhere at some uh, like amphitheater type place and it's got to be convenient for me but if Morgan Wallen ever like played at a bar or played like a smaller venue in Seattle I'd probably make an effort to go see him not a huge country guy but um, a few years ago my buddy put me on to Morgan Wallen and I, 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 I he's you know I like I like his stuff he's good so, yeah, let's go with Morgan Wallen.
1: All right. Uh, question number three. Uh, we're switching it up here. We're going to Kim Larson. Um, and they ask, what about an, an enforcer in the bottom six? I agree with you that we have to play offensive hockey. But let's say we play the Capitals in the playoffs. Would you like us to get someone to match uh, Tom Wilson? Do we have any enforcer-type players uh, in the AHL?
0: So I've been pleading for this. This do you remember in two thousand eighteen when Tom Wilson dismantled the Penguins in the playoffs almost single handedly?
1: Yeah, he kind of broke like the entire franchise for a good couple of years.
0: He did, and we haven't really recovered since then. Um he is the boogeyman. He uh didn't he like didn't he like absolutely he actually did knock unconscious Jamie Alexiak, who's like six foot seven and like two hundred and thirty pounds. He broke
1: Zach, Zach Assaris's <laughs> jaw too.
0: Not even fighting, just bumping into him, I think. It was a cheap well, hit. A,
1: yeah, it wasn't <laughs> just like he he checked him. It was definitely a
0: borderline
1: at best hit.
0: No, it was a Tom Wilson dirty hit. Like yeah. and he acted I hate when he looks around and I'm like, oh, what me? And it's like Tom, you yeah. just murdered somebody on the ice. Jesus Christ. I've been pleading for this for so long. I swear Sullivan has like an internal like rule with that team that's like, don't retaliate, don't ever fight don't ever hit anybody too hard we just play fast four check straight line hockey I swear he sucks because Achari's like a tough dude and he came to this team and I've barely seen him do much it's very noticeable when he does lay a big hit because no one on our team seems to like doing that Tanev they got rid of Tanev Lafferty um Revo that year we went into 2018 Revo was the answer to Tom Wilson absolutely manhandling our entire team and they traded him for Derek Broussard I just, the there's something within the Penguins organization where they're like, no more tough guys. We're fast, and we, when we we pun, we punish them with the power play. Of course I think we need an enforcer. I've been beating this drum since I've hopped, before I hopped on this podcast. I was in the Twitter comments begging to get your opinion on we need someone that's maybe not an enforcer, not even like a, a Ryan Reeves is having a tough start out in Toronto. Let's be honest, a player like Ryan Reeves, He's their, he's their Jeff Carter. Like, nothing good happens when he's on the ice except for when he drops the gloves with whatever other tough guy um, comes over and says, hey, that's enough, or vice versa. It's it's. But I think we do need some – we need an answer to a tough guy. I thought when uh, when Tampa went and got that Tanner Janot, I was like, man, he would have fit in with the Penguins. That would have been like a – if Hextall could have done a Hextall-esque move and picked up someone tough that can play – Uh, I believe Jano's rookie year he scored like 20 goals or something like that's you know and that was his rookie year you'd expect him to I thought that would have been like a great Hextall move but no he sat back and I don't even want to go into who he picked up I thought Gabranson would have been a great like if he could have been our like forever third pairing right shot d for a long time I would have I wouldn't have mind Gabranson uh someone like him he's not a liability necessarily out there. You're not counting on him for big minutes defensively, but he's somebody that can definitely go out there and have a chat with somebody who's running around being an idiot or I don't know. So, sorry, I'm getting a little bit away from the question, I think, here. Uh, do we have any enforcer type players in Wilkes-Barre, Scranton? So, uh, no, I don't think we do anymore. I think we had this one dude last year. His last name was Devane or D-Vane, Devane, D-E-V-A-N-E. Um, he was dropping the mitts quite a bit. He's not a heavyweight by any means. And he was not, like he wasn't, I mean, he was a bottom six guy in the AHL. He would have probably never for any reason cracked the lineup with the Penguins. So uh, right now I would say probably not. I don't think there's anybody. Are there people that are willing to drop the gloves? I mean, I thought that's what we got Achari for. Not necessarily to drop the gloves, but to be that piss and vinegar in the bottom six. Um with this with the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, I don't know. They brought a bunch of new guys in, but they're all kind of like fast, leaning more towards like skill guys like Hinnestroza and uh Andreas Johansson. Um those uh, uh that, there was another guy, I'm trying to remember. I remember all these guys that we got that were probably going to be in wilkes I was looking for fights and yeah, I would the safe answer is just no. There's not, but there should be. I think that's something that needs to be addressed. Uh, Robbie, do you have any input on the enforcer question? No? Nah, okay.
1: yeah, you got it covered.
0: I wish Garrett was here so I could just poke and prod him to just admit that we need someone tough. <laughs> um, all right, question number four coming from, uh, Kim Larson. If you could pick any winger to give Sid from any NHL team, who would you pick? And who would you remove from Sid's line to then move to Malkin's line?
1: Well, I feel like, uh the obvious answer here to start is the guy he's been paired up with at least rivalry wise since he came into the league and that's alexander ovechkin i mean i just imagine ovechkin's threatening the all-time goal mark while again nick backstrom's a great player but imagine what he could have done skating alongside Sidney crosby for 10-15 years Uh, it would have been incredible and I mean, Ovechkin's the, the name that jumps out immediately, uh, on on the, uh, of the, the available choices, um, just because, um, just because it, was, it just feels so obvious. Another guy who's no longer in the NHL that I would have liked to see get an extended run with Sidney Crosby was Marion Hossa. They had that brief stint uh, when Hossa was traded for, and they had instant chemistry. And it's really too bad they couldn't get a long-term deal worked out because I really think Hosa – I mean, you're talking a guy that scored 500 goals in his career. Imagine what he would have put up if he would have played alongside Sidney Crosby. He's going to the Hall of Fame now. He easily hits 600 goals, I think, uh, if he has Sidney Crosby uh, on his on his line. I think Marion Hosa, to me, is the uh, is another obvious answer. Uh, again, that for, for some Penguins fans, that's going to be a little bit too much of a callback. Um some people may not have been uh some of our listeners may not have been quite uh the diehards in 08 that they are now. So uh seeing him uh seeing Hosa get a full ride, a full contract with Crosby, uh, would have been an absolute dream. And yeah, it worked out in the long run for all sides, but um Ovechkin and Hosa would have been my two uh two big picks. And I guess who do you take off that line? Well, the thing is if Hosa stays in Pittsburgh, is Jake Genzel ever a thing? Um, I, I think that's a fair question. Um, but I mean, obviously Obi's a right winger. You'd have to move Brian Ross. No offense to Brian Ross. Um, my, my son, Brian Ross who again, I've, uh, stand, uh, basically every episode now uh, on this podcast, but, uh, Brian Ross, I love you, but, uh, yeah, Alex Ovechkin is a pretty clear cut, uh, going to get that spot over about anybody else ever. Uh, so, yeah, Hosa or, or um, Ovechkin would probably be my two uh, choices that came to my head right away when I said this, just because um, that, uh, Ovechkin, obviously, then Hosa, just what we saw in that little stint when he got traded here in 08, uh, just makes you still think what could have been if he stayed uh, in Pittsburgh.
0: All right, the, question. Go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, Hosa, uh, what What about what about Matty Kachuk with Sid? Just like down low, below the dots, Kachuk is such a terror down low. Yeah. Like he just makes space out there, but he's got all the skill in the world. Him and Sid, that would be whew, another missed yeah, opportunity.
1: There's uh, there are so many answers to this question that you could that you could go with it uh, in the NHL or played in the NHL sometime during Crosby's career that I think um, could work here. There are just so many options. Well, a guy like Pasternak obviously is another. Sure. Name. Pasternak comes to mind even Marshan, when there was like all that talk about oh. all the all the um, chemistry they had at that World Cup of Hockey in 2016 like what if Marshand doesn't resign in uh, in Boston could he come to Pittsburgh I mean there's so many guys that you kind of uh, names that stick out the more you think about it that um, it would be incredible to have those guys uh, a long I'm sure at some point they all thought the same exact thing that Man, what if I would have had a chance to play Sidney Crosby?
0: A little bit of an impromptu hypothetical here, maybe a, a, a mile in Kyle's shoes, if you will. If you're Kyle Dubis, would you trade Gensel for a Matthew Kachuk at one point or a Marshand? I'll well, say right now, not at one point. Let's make it simple. If you had a, a, a an offer slide across your desk and it was Gensel one for one for either Kachuk or Marshand, are you pulling that trigger right now?
1: Uh, Kachuk, I think, is easy. Yes. Marshand, I, I, I just – there's a lot of miles on them legs at that point, even more than um, – there's just a lot of miles on those legs right now. And, I, I again, I don't think he has forever left. Uh, if you're looking at – like Matthew Chuck is like – there was a point last spring in the playoffs where he was probably the best player in the world. He just went on one of those benders, And he can easily replicate that over an 82-game season of being a top five player in the world. I don't think Brad Marchand uh, can do that. So like the Gensel Kachuk would be an easy, like, yeah, uh, sign still delivered, bring Kachuk to Pittsburgh. But Marchand, I'd have to think about a little bit more just because the age is a question and he does have a little bit more mileage than uh, Jake Gensel does.
0: Yeah, I think he actually, didn't he have like hip surgery last year too or something? or Yeah, or, some
1: or... kind of, th- again, yeah, and that all adds up after a while. I mean, that all takes a toll on the body.
0: Totally. Anyways, We'll uh, we'll move on, I guess. Question
1: number five, uh, still from Kim here. If you had to go to a restaurant, they only serve salad, but you can choose any four toppings, uh, not only vegetables, that counts meat, cheese, whatever you like. Uh, You can also choose one dressing. What would you put on your salad?
0: Um, I was actually just at Whole Foods, just perusing the salad bar area. I didn't pull the trigger on anything, though, but um, this is pretty easy for me. If I'm going... I'm going mixed greens or iceberg or romaine, whatever the lettuce is. <clears throat> My four toppings would probably be uh, a, a vegan, of course. But even before I was vegan, just a, a cold, like a, a like uh, a ranch dressing. Obviously, I think that's the best. Do you ever, did you ever used to go to like those like Alfie's pizzas or like the pizza bar places, and they got the cold salad bar where you can go and you can, and they got those red cups for your drinks. You know what I'm talking about we had, mis-
1: we had pizza Hut but that was it was literally the exact same setup
0: exactly dude the the ice cold ranch that they had there was oh yeah hit like no other I'm going ranch I'm going croutons I'm going sunflower seeds and oh. uh what's the what's something else I'd get on there um maybe like uh oh black olives oh uh, okay. Um,
1: Yeah, not a black olive fan myself, but (laughs) I got to go with uh, a a good romaine. I'm a big romaine fan. It's unfortunate when uh, like every two or three years, they have like some kind of like disease breakout with E. coli. uh, Yeah, with romaine lettuce. Uh, I do love a crisp romaine. I think it's always a good choice. Um, See, I'm a big Caesar salad guy, uh, but uh, just because that's like like every Caesar salad has like the same four toppings on it, Uh, I'm going to go with um grilled chicken like off the grill kind of grilled chicken uh, so like hot right yeah but- yeah not like yeah like off the grill off yeah not like like real grilled chicken uh slice stop give me uh just some like shredded um cheddar kind oh of. Yeah, fuck. yeah some shredded cheddar cheese. um so that's uh the chicken cheese got to go with um I can eat about any kind of crouton. I love like the Texas toast, the the garlic romano, like any kind of crouton. Um, on top of that, um, and then my fourth topping would be uh, sliced bell peppers.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah, and a little then, crunch.
1: Yeah, not no, not even like the um pepper like the sliced pepper Like
0: oh yeah, yeah, a little. Yeah. They got a little kick to them and they're they're yeah. briny. Yeah, mm-hmm. a
1: little. Yeah, a little bit, of and then. Um, like can, you can't go wrong with that ice cold ranch, like you said. That's just, I've never had ranch better than I've had it in a restaurant.
0: No, anything you take home never hits the same. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what they do to it. It's like it's runnier and I it's always it like is, ice cold.
1: It's always, they must put it in like a 34 degrees like fridge just where it won't freeze. And <laughs> for some reason, it has, it's highly, um, Viscous like it runs like almost like slightly thicker water.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, yeah It's when so I, when good
1: you, when you pull it out of the when you ladle it out and it runs like it's basically water You know that's about to slap so hard oh. when you start pounding it down
0: Oh, yeah, and you know you're about to get a piece of pizza after that. That's usually what oh, yeah. happens. Yeah Phenomenal stuff. Absolutely. I forgot the cheese thing though. Yeah, like a little uh, some sort of cheese on top or like I've actually had Parmesan on a salad. Parmesan's that...
1: good on salad. Yeah, Dust,
0: yeah. dust a little parm on there. Yeah. That's good, too yeah. Absolutely All right, so let's see here. Let's see, question six, I believe. Uh, Kim Larson still, and he asks uh, your thoughts on Raquel. He's only got a single point in seven games. Should he be replaced by a Drew O'Connor on the Evgeny Malkin line, uh, or should he be traded? And if yes, uh, who could we get? So
1: my thoughts on Ricardo Raquel is he's got to turn around soon. Um, Again, everybody in that top six is clicking Uh, pretty well, except for Ricardo Raquel, And it's quite a mystery because he's playing on that line with Evgeny Malkin and Riley Smith, which has been a terror against other teams. Riley Smith and uh, Evgeny Malkin look like they played together for 10 years. And those two guys, uh, you thought they would come in rusty with the chemistry, but it's actually Raquel who was here, been here about a season and a half now that looks uh, completely lost there at times on the ice. Um, I think he just needs to trust his shot and his shot's wicked. I think he just needs to trust his shot. Stop. He's definitely right now gripping the stick a little too tight. Uh, some frustration there with only one point uh, in nine games, actually, and no goals uh, so far. But um, I, I would, I would, I right now, I like what that third line is doing. So I'm not really a fan of moving O'Connor up um, just to break up that, that third line. You've worked so hard just to get it to where it's at. I think you keep that uh, together as long as possible just because it's rolling right now. And trading him, uh, we kind of talked about a uh, Connor Garland-type situation here. But, again, we talked – that's kind of a lateral move. Again, unless you view it as a change of scenery for those two guys. But I'm not really a fan of uh, a one-for-one one that way just because, it, again, it just feels like a, kind of a lateral move um, for both teams there. And what could we get? I'm If you're going just to dump them, you're going to get some mid-round picks, I'd say. You're not going to get anything too much. Again, you didn't give really – that much up to get him if you go back and look uh so i don't think you really get the trade value there is not there right now Um, you're not going to get another top six winger uh to replace him so i think it's more or less just uh, hanging on to him now and he just needs to trust his game and uh let it rip and against the eventually those pucks are going to go in
0: are we at all worried yet that he's reaching Capitan levels of like of of bust Uh, i'm not because
1: i i still think he does more on the ice than um, Kapanen did. He's at least um, – True. That, I, again, his, sh- his shot is more pure than Kapanen still. Uh, eventually, those pucks are going to start going in at some point. I think he's going to go on a heater here out west. He's going to get a couple goals. and, I, and He's the kind of guy that once one goes in, I feel like a bunch will follow. Once he just kind of uh, just breathes and uh, let him trust his game and trust his shot and uh, it all starts clicking. And as long as he's playing on that line with Malkin and Smith, the chances are still going to be there. It's just up to him uh, to find, to put in the back of the net.
0: Yeah. He's way more skilled than Kapanen was. Like Raquel is like a skilled guy. I just feel like every time I see him out there, like you said, he's, he's clutching the stick probably a little too tight. I feel like he's falling down a lot when he's shooting. I feel like I see him like going down to one knee, not on purpose, or he's, uh, you can see like, there's like, he's desperate. Like he's really rifling the puck and it's always going wide or going over the net. And I mean, yeah, he'll find his game eventually, but, uh, Anyways, I think it's about, yeah.
1: he's just trying to put the perfect shot, the shot in the perfect place, like pick a corner. And really maybe what he needs is an empty net goal just to kind of, Oh yeah. Just to get that, that ball rolling. Just, Hey, just use the entire net. Yeah. The goalie's there. Your shot's so good. Don't try to pick a spot. Um, You're it'll pick itself when you, when a guy like that shoot the puck.
0: Raquel's my guy for, he's like the one penguin that probably could score a Michigan goal, like without it being like, like dumb or awkward like i feel like he's the yeah. maybe maybe he tucks a michigan in the top corner there if that's
1: his first goal of the year then what then i'm completely like, he's like, <laughs> un, like untradeable like at that point like <laughs> he can't be traded until the offseason at that point if if he if his first goal of the season is a michigan then yeah just retire his number
0: maybe out west when they play anaheim just in Zegers' face hey
1: whatever works all right question number seven again from kim here uh, if you like beer, what kind of brand do you prefer? Uh, Kim says, coming from Denmark, uh, they really like Carlsberg. Uh, have you ever uh, heard of or tried a Carlsberg?
0: I actually have. They sell them out here in some stores. They come in like a little four pack that's like Saran wrapped or whatever. Oh, I don't geez. know. If, do you have them out there?
1: Yeah, I've um, I've had Carlsberg before. Um, you can't get them just anywhere. There's um, a couple distributors that have like a decent international selection and every once in a while they have some Carlsbergs and and I've had them before. It's it's solid.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's a good beer. No, uh, no gripes about it. Um, well, the brand of beer I prefer, there's like a, it's a well, it used to be local. Then it went to California and then Washington brought it back. The old Rainier breweries back in operating Rainier beer. It's just a, it's a PBR. It's a Montucky. Wow. It's a, it's a hams. It's like just average beer or whatever, but it's, uh, we call them gold tops out here. They're good. I actually just bought a six pack today for uh, for the upcoming weekend. So, uh, what about you, Robbie? You got a beer? You do you drink Yinglings?
1: Yeah, Yingling. Uh, the brewery's about uh, three ish hours from where I live. Uh, yeah, you can get it at literally any bar out. Of it. Like it's just it's basically like Budweiser, uh, just on a more local level. Uh, yeah, you can get it anywhere on tap and bottle, however you want it um they've ventured out they have more they have seasonal options now um big sam adams guy too i do like sam adams um especially their uh like winter logger and stuff like that um so yeah yingling uh is always a solid go to for me um you can get it literally anywhere out here without a problem
0: yeah. Sam Adams has got to be like, more. I, I don't think I've ever even seen a Sam Adams in person. I've seen the, I've seen the commercial. It must be like more of an East coast thing.
1: It is. They're based out of Boston. So they definitely dominate, uh, the Eastern, uh, the Eastern seaboard and the East coast of the United going into the Midwest. Yeah.
0: Nice, yeah. I've tried Yinglings once or twice, and for some reason out here it has a little bit more of like this like allure to it. Like people out here, I'm are sure. Like, oh, yeah, that, you, you. it's it's probably the same watery like piss beer like as everything else, but like it's just like ah man, it'd be cool to get my hands on some of that. <laughs> um, let's see. Your question eight coming from Kim again, and he asks, uh, would you make any changes to the top two lines? Our scoring percent isn't great, so would you change them, or do they just need some more time?
1: I mean, it's really hard to complain too much about the top two lines. It's just, I mean, they were set coming into camp, and for the most part, they delivered. Uh, again, there's been op- there's been chances where you'd like to see them bury maybe one or two more, but if you look at their numbers, I mean, Crosby's over a point per game. Riley Smith has been one of the bright spots of the offseason, if not the brightest spot next to Eric Carlson. Um, Gensel, again, maybe a few more goals out of Gensel. Russ looks like he's back to scoring ways. Malkin, you could not have asked for a better start. Uh, the only real red mark is with the guy we just talked about, Ricard Raquel. Again, when those schools start coming, I think they'll they'll come in bunches. But I, I, I'm very when the team is struggling like this, uh, for me, it's very hard to uh, break up the one thing that's going well, and that's the goal scoring. Again, it, a lot of it is on that bottom six. A lot of it's on the goaltending. Uh, so until um, the top six just looks like it's completely dreadful to me, I I'm very tentative uh, about blowing anything up uh, in that, in those top two lines right now. Question nine, uh, again, from Kim. Uh, if you could spend one week on holiday with one of the current Penguins players in their hometown, uh, who would you choose and why?
0: Um, I'll I'll do two different guys for this because one is like the obvious. It's Sidney Crosby. Uh, I've, I I want to check out the east coast of Canada at some point. I've been uh all over Canada, but I've never really gone out east too far. I want to check out Nova Scotia. I'm a big uh uh Halifax Thunderbirds fan of the of the NLL, and uh it'd be it'd be sick to go out there in the winter time and catch a catch an NLL game and and. Take it well i guess this would be uh on holiday i guess he wasn't spe- specific which holiday it would be he did not so i don't know it'd go out it'd be cool to to chill with sid and try to have like a, a real conversation where he doesn't have his media face on and he's being careful of what he says have a couple. Uh, whatever local nova scotia beers with him and crack him open a bit and just get to know this like i mean you've we all we've all known of Sidney crosby for so long and he has like a face and an image but you know that there's like a whole person behind that that we all have no idea who that person really is and maybe we've gotten glimpses of it uh, here and there but uh it'd have to be sid but if it wasn't sid uh God, would it be Malkin go to like Magnitogorsk? <laughs> and uh, before all this, uh, the turmoil with Ukraine and Russia, not to get political, I'm not going there. But I've always kind of thought Russia was neat. I I, don't, I would a lot of there's like hockey culture there. It's that we're you know, they have a whole hockey culture that if you're a hockey fan, you know, like the 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 the, the USSR team, the Penguins. The, over the the Russian Penguins. Like, there's a whole history over there, and they got drinking culture. They like to party and have a good time. Uh, it, I probably couldn't speak to Gino very well, but I just feel like he'd take care of you, and he'd be a good time rolling around with essentially Russian royalty over there. So uh, maybe one of those two, or he's not my favorite guy right now, but Jari, he's like a good BC boy. He's on the West Coast over here from Canada. And I like BC, I like BC a lot. I like Vancouver. It'd be fun to go hang with a guy that has a ton of money and go get in one with them and I don't know, talk, talk sports, talk, I don't know that kind of stuff. So what, what about you, Robbie? Do you got an answer for this one?
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, Chris Letang. Cause I really want to go to Montreal. Um, I, I've It's just one of been a bucket list city of mine uh, to go to Montreal. So uh Montreal's on that list and Eric Carlson slash Marcus Pedersen, because I think Sweden would be uh, a blast as well. Sweden, Uh, Would be great and I'm going to throw a wild card out there and say Lars Eller, uh, the Great Dane, uh, because Denmark, again, Denmark, Sweden, that Scandinavia region, I think would be a heck of a time.
0: Yeah, beautiful places. Never been to those spots either. Those are all good spots to go. And you'd be hanging with someone who's absolutely loaded. So you'd have like just untapped potential of what you could probably do. Yeah. All right, so this is the last question to wrap up this mailbag, and it comes from Andreas Kessel, and he asks, do you have any book suggestions featuring hockey? I, uh, he recommends Total Hockey and, of course, Total Penguins.
1: Yeah, and okay, so this has nothing to do with the Penguins, uh, but there is one book that I highly suggest reading if you're a hockey fan. Uh, and it's called The Game, and it's by former Montreal Canadiens goalie, uh, ken dryden and it basically walks you through the great great um, montreal canadian scenes of the 70s uh it's a biography slash behind the scenes of multiple stanley cup winning teams that had multiple hall of famers on it again it's a, one of the quintessential hockey books so if you can find it you can find it on amazon for like like five, 10 bucks, even cheaper. If you're uh, e e-reader kind of person, but I highly recommend the game by Ken Dryden uh, just because it is um, just basically a quintessential, like look into one, like one of the great dynasties in NHL history. And another one is uh, it's called the boys of winter and it's about the 1980 U S hockey team that defeated the Soviets. Um, I think Jim Craig, the goaltender is a part of that book in some form or fashion Um, it's not even a hard read. It's really not long at all, but it kind of, again, pulls back the curtain on one of the more, um, I guess like hallowed teams in the sports history. It kind of gives you a more raw look than, um, what you see in like Miracle the movie or all the, um, the applaud or the accolades you hear about them it's more of a this is how it all came through it was a hard decisions we didn't always all get along it wasn't easy we had our ups and downs but in the end we prevailed it's a very good book as well so the game by ken dryden and the boys of winter uh go look them up if you're a hockey fan and like to read um they're definitely two more of a pull back the curtain on um some great legendary uh groups of players
0: uh, I I got a couple I wanted to mention quick, and they're uh, definitely a little bit different than uh, the stories behind successful teams. Um, the one hockey book I I actually own um, is uh, uh or my story, and it's a uh, Bobby Orr's mm-hmm. uh, Bobby Orr's book. Great read. Uh, I'm not a Boston Bruins fan, never was. B- uh, B- Bobby Orr was way before my time, but it was it's a great read in, in getting into the mind of, of a young hockey player who revolutionized a certain position that's been forever changed he's the reason we have guys like like Eric Carlson and and, and kale McCarr. so uh they're the only people to really be and, and um for a little bit older generation uh, uh Raymond Bork as well oh, okay. so um anyways that's a good one and then uh i didn't read it but i listened to it on um audio or uh, on uh audio tape or whatever and that's uh, ice capades by sean avery i love sean avery yeah he's such a controversial guy but there's something about him that i love i love his confidence and he's a guy i would take on my team just about any day uh except if i was in dallas probably that one that was a bad look for him but uh, other than that uh, I like Sean Avery. I think he's a controversial guy, and he's interesting. So uh, I check out Ice Capades because it's um, it's 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 got a lot of hockey. Surprisingly, there actually is a lot to the game of hockey in that book. It's not all just like debauchery, but the debauchery and kind of the the controversy adds a little spice to it. So um, if uh, uh, if you're looking for something uh, spicy to read, uh, Andreas, check out check out Ice Capades.
1: All right. And that is 10 questions that make up the second uh, part of this week's mailbag. Uh, We will be back uh, next week again with more mailbag, more game reviews at some point. Now it is getting next week is, uh, at least for us on the East Coast, it will be a little bit later. So game reviews may be uh, a bit delayed uh, next week. So just uh, ask for patience on that. But the Penguins uh, back in action on Saturday against the san jose sharks out in california um again three games on the road here penguins uh, need to start stacking some wins here we talked about it um on our recap of the anaheim game so uh, fingers crossed they can get back in the winning column here uh, starting saturday but uh, before we head out Snell, any final words
0: Nope, uh, except for maybe Robbie and I were talking about this a little bit before we fired this up. And uh, it's as of today, it seems as though Jeff Carter is is no longer on the fourth line. It, they've got Henestrosa rotated in there on the right wing there for the with Achari and Nieto. So it's taken a year and nine or – how many games have we played this year? Ten or nine? Not nine.
1: They played nine.
0: It's taken 91 games to get Carter off the fourth line for one game and it hasn't even happened yet I've heard Sullivan is as stubborn as a bull he might just pull this whole thing out from under us and he'll be back starting but from the way it seems right now Penguins fans rejoice that the dinosaur that is Jeff Carter Saurus is potentially off the fourth line and we've got Vinny Hinnestroza who at one point was a very talented top six, uh, somewhat talented, not very, somewhat talented top six player He played with Patrick Kane on the fourth line. So that's all I really got to say. Looking forward to that game. Hopefully Raquel gets it going. Uh, going out West, he definitely wreaked havoc on the San Jose's and the LA Kings of, of yesteryear. Um, he's had some pretty good years in Anaheim. So hopefully let's get him going. And like, I think we talked about this before. Let's come back with like like four points, please.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um... Can't really, yeah. I mean, Henestrosa, uh today uh, rotated in the fourth line, like Snell said. Uh, here's to hoping that that is not a um, uh, and not the head coach playing tricks with all the fans, because again, uh, this is something we've kind of lobbied for. Uh, it needs to happen um, well over a year now that this should have happened. But hey, uh, at least it seems to be some progress, and uh, we'll find out on Saturday night whether or not. Um, this is all smoke and mirrors or if it was for real. So um, as for snail, uh, Garrett is he didn't tell us where he was going. He just bugged off. He just bugged off into the other dimension or whatever wherever he goes when he's not here. Um, um, whatever he yeah whatever he gets up to when he's not here. So uh, as for those two, um, I'm Robbie. I, we will talk to you uh, at some point uh, within the next week. we got more mailbags, more game recaps. Um, if you haven't checked out this week's mailbag, head over to YouTube, wherever you get your podcast, And uh, also, we dropped our candy draft in honor of Halloween. Um, so go check out our um, quote unquote starting lineups. Uh, go
0: check out and argue us in the comments.
1: Yeah. Let us know what you think. Tell us why we're wrong. Tell us why we're right. Um, and make fun of Garrett. Uh, that's basically uh, our stand on everything. So uh, for Robbie or for Snail, I'm Robbie. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We will talk to you again next week.